Yeah, and I mean, and, and that's awesome too. I mean, especially the niche of offensive line too. It's so perfect because it's one of those things that um, it's just a form habit, you know, and it's a very uncommon thing. And how I describe offensive line play is that it starts from the ground up. You know what I mean? Um, and so, what does that mean? That any football player, any place, anywhere on the line, we want them to have those in steps down, right? So theoretically, we're talking about a right guard. So if you stand up really quick, if you want to stand up really quick, coach. Yep. So stand up. So now, now don't. So now I want you to look down at your feet. One of them is probably a little bit farther back than the other one, huh? Yep. So that's just natural. Just stand up right out the chair. And so now what I want you to do, I want you to get into a right guard stance for me. Get into a right guard stance for me. And now let's just talk about how the feet look here. I can't see your feet, but let's just theoretically talk about it. And if I get to going too far off, just just slow me down and I'll bring it back in. So so to understand O-line play, we just got to understand how the body works, right? So you just got up off the chair, didn't know nothing about nothing. That right foot goes back a little bit farther, right? And so that's natural for us. So what, what else I would want you to do is just to turn that right toe out slightly. So I want you to imagine you got size 22 Shaq shoes. And turn that right toe out slightly. Get that nice base. Put that foot back probably about six inches from you. Get your little... Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And so, and then the last... What'd you, what'd you say? Go ahead. I'm sorry, coach. I said there is a difference. I feel a difference in my stance. Yeah. And, and so the last part of it is to lock that hip in and squeeze that it, that outside knee into the body. And now what you may realize is that that stance looks like a, a shape. What shape does that stance look like? Just naturally standing up. A triangle, right? And the pyramid's one of the strongest structures ever built, right? So when we talk about from the ground up, we talk about this stance. And if you need me to pause, too, because the announcements, make sure you let me know. Awesome. And so when we talk about the stance, we're talking about going from the ground up. So that stance looks like that triangle. Boom. Perfect. We got that right toe turned out. We got that hip locked in. And now we're starting from a position of stability. So everything in offensive line play, in my opinion, is rooted in balance. Right. And so now we understand that we need to have that in step down the ground. We need to turn that toe out a little bit and lock that hip in. Now we're starting from stability. And no matter what play, um, the biggest thing that I always try to do to get all my guys and in my situation now, I coach professional women, offensive linemen, is to get them to understand the angle of departure from the line of scrimmage. And whether that be, you know, me coaching pro ball in the spring league last or to as infancy as Pop Warner football, it's always on to on if it's inside zone. So inside zone, right? On to on. Somebody on your on you in your play side gap? Yep, block them. If they're not there, go on up to that linebacker. And then starting at that point to the on to on is then we can get real detailed, you know, and then get the doubles and stuff like that. But the beginning beginning building blocks is just stance and start. If we can get them to understand that stance and get them in a more powerful position to produce force, then we're putting them in a safer position as well. So rewinding it on to on that means that if we got inside zone right we usually give them some r word that they know and usually making them come up with it and then us just repeating it and then and particularly repeating it three times in a row will really help them get that the unconscious um, ability that they need for and i'm not saying that to be a you know, a-hole to them you know what i mean but it's we learn three ways and that's you know auditorily just hearing it you know and then visually and then making them repeat it so Inside zone, inside zone right, 
before, but just getting them to have that language and then attach, attach an image to that language. You know what I'm saying? And that can be as simple as, you know, I'll send you a link when we get off here, Urban Meyer, you know, explain the on to on concept. You know, they can click on it and, you know, uh, watch it for 30 seconds. So to recap, to make sure I'm not going too fast with the stance and the insteps. Does that make sense when we're talking about the insteps and what that instep is? I want to make sure I don't speed past that. Dude, this is important because if we can get them to play on these, this inner part of that foot, that instep, as we call it, and get them to recognize it, then we're getting them to be able to move on to, excuse me, be able to move on that angle. We want them to dominate stronger, right? So... Just to rewind again, so some of the basics. So we got inside zone right, on to on, on you, on you on your inside gap, go block them. Not on you, go up and block that next linebacker, whoever's in that next gap. Awesome, cool. So now talking more about specifics for that block. So we got inside zone, we're talking to a right tackle. Um, we want them to block a five technique, which is that that defensive end right there on the outside. Um, what is a good start point? What are we telling them? What do we want them to do? On right, left, inside hand to that armpit, talking about the base block. And so if you stand up, yes, yes, ma'am. So go ahead, stand up really quick for me. So what you want, what you want them to do, yep, go ahead, get in that stance, tell them right, left, inside hand to that armpit. And then you have them run through it. Yeah. Because as you'll see, as you get going, the more of it, the more that we can make it flat out crystal clear and there's no airspace in it at all. And we just keep repeating it, even if it may be unrealistic for them to understand right, left, inside hand to the armpit. If we can keep being that soundboard of it, eventually it'll click and it'll become unconscious for them. But keep it this way, right, left, inside hand to that armpit. And what that does, telling you right, left, inside hand to that armpit, it's going to help us get, get them to step to them, then through them. Because when we think about it, if we have time to break it down and clink the whole deal, we'll have somebody lined up on their outside shoulder. We'll have them step foot to foot with them. And then so imagine we have a defensive end on our right shoulder. We're going to take an our right foot and step to that defender's outside foot. Then that second foot to his near foot. Right. But it's a lot easier. Yep, but the tool, the tools that we can give them with that right, left, inside armpit is just making them repeat it so much, and then they get to repeat it to each other. So that's a, a tool that I found that has helped a lot, especially on the front side of that zone where they can get pushed back and squeezed back. It's just getting them to say right, left, inside hand to that armpit. And then beyond that, too, is that these small little teach times like that, that we can break down and make it just flat out crystal clear and airtight for them really help, too. Because when we think about it, you know, we're trying to get everything planned. We're trying to get ready for team, trying to get ready for one on ones. But if we can just and there doesn't have to be anything set today, but just get that right, left, inside hand to that armpit. And they just know we just want to give them the tools. So when they get in those situations, they can answer the question correctly. And excuse me. Slow me down, too, if I get to going too fast. But so if we're a right guard now, too. Yeah, if we're a right guard now, too, it's the exact same, right? Inside zone to them, then through them. My hat is in that inside via the neck. And a really, really good key and really good tool to get into is giving them landmarks every single time. So, for example, let's go back to what we were just talking about earlier, how you were saying how we we're going to reach them on that play, on that front side sweep. So... That's awesome. And whatever your your catchphrase that you're going to say for that is, get that thing airtight so you can get to spitting it to them, right? Because what I say, if it's front side of outside zone, I want to I want to drop, lose some ground to gain some leverage and get my inside hand to their sternum, outside hand to the clasps, and we want to run. And 
from us not being able to ever rep together, that sounds like foreign language. But after that 15th, that 30th, that 45th rep, oh, I get it now. Oh, if you keep going outside just to get your big army out, you know what I mean? So just from from our perspective, what I try to be really cognizant of is just what I'm saying and what I'm repeating to them. Right. So. Again, if I'm a right tackle and we got outside zone and I got to go reach this five technique right on my shoulder, I got to go right. I got to go wide right and tight left and get this inside hand to the sternum and outside hand to the clasp. When it comes to the stance aspect, the stance is so important and we have to drill it daily is because it's where they're starting from. Right. And beyond it's really based off of how you feel about it like what i've had success with i've allowed the tackles to be in uh, two-point stances and made the guards always stay in three-point stances to be able to get them to keep the leverage so it's really just one of those things and then when it comes with the, the firing off i think a thing that is really helpful is something called comfort fit and what comfort fit is it's a good um, and what it does is it just isolates you in that run fit position and I'll stand up really quick and show you and you can add it in early in practice um, we'll do three rounds 30 seconds and legitimately all it is uh, is that we're all right side players can you see my feet yeah. awesome so I'm right here everything locked in and step down in that ground lower my center of gravity get that head out hinging that hip and I'm right here for a good 30 seconds and how do we how do you develop knee bend so i think those are formed habits right those are formed habits and so that in position i was just in in that comfort fit we want them to mimic that at the end of those rips so when we have those walkthroughs as we call them we need to have them be run throughs for the big people right and the reason why is that we don't get better knee bend from yelling at them on fridays you know what i mean or saturdays it's from making them get down that comfort fit position on that monday on that tuesday you know and then that three times 30 times three a week you know what i mean it gets them lower because it's, it's such an uncommon thing at the end of the day and then when we look at it the art of movement and offensive line it's just about disassociation defense alignment lined up right here i want to get him out of his body lane how do we do that you know what i'm saying at the end of the day we can get them out of their body lane and get them moved six inches we've won you know what i mean but the biggest thing the biggest thing for developing that palette was make them practice in it you know what i mean and so whether that be you know staying down in it it's really going to help them ingrain it right and then from our perspective, being being real, real sticklers about that, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, too, it's it's a safety issue as well, you know what I mean? Because when you think about soft tissue injuries and catastrophic injuries, when those legs are straight, you know, we're standing around and not driving those feet and turning, that's when we're susceptible to really get taken out, you know what I mean? So something that is a huge part, you know, that I'm personally focused on going to every practice, you know what I mean? Beyond just a tempo out of the huddle, you know, attacking the line, you know, practice structure and setup, yada, yada, yada. Um, but before we get into practice structure, about stealing time. So one thing that you, you may try to try to do, and it may be a little bit difficult, you know, with the younger fellas, is just get them out there as early as you can. Just get them snapping right away. Um, for example, pre-practice, um, there's something called a set tree, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and that's just an assortment of three drills that I have them doing. Um, and also, if you have the ability to, if you have any kind of med balls or anything like that, those are really, really good tools. And I can, there's a whole deal I can run through and spill about you, the development with them, whatever, whatever. But those are really good tools to get them to use in those hands and keeping those defenders off that body. You know what I mean? And so 
just to get to a little bit of a practice structure. So <clears throat> no matter what, as soon as whatever group I have, no matter what grass we're on, as soon as that huddle breaks, that whistle is blaring, it's screaming, that music is pumping real loud. We're going to appear called NASCAR. And in NASCAR, what I want to do, I want to be hells on wheels. I want every eight seconds a snap coming, you lined up perfect step you know, pad level, finish, knee bend. Um, and this is just something that we want to get them going, right? Because in a game, big time situations, when the SH hits the fan, what do we do? We revert to our training, right? So in this one, I, I really want to crank the tempo up. I really want to get you uncomfortable. I really want to poke at you. You know what I mean? I really want to make you go on one every single time, fast count, you know, and get you going inside zone right, inside zone left, outside zone, maybe throw a passing or two. And I'm going to film it myself as well while I'm giving you the auditory commands of A, B, C, and D. Because what that'll do, it'll give you a really good look on how they're going to respond, you know, once they get into that high pressure, high octane situation. And uh, the second one after that, that uh, I have them going to is something called down the line. So just imagine you as an offensive lineman with a deep defender right in front of you. And we're going down the line. I have them pounding the post. And when I say pound the post, that means just take an inside step to stop the inside move. So we're pounding that post, pounding that post, and they're bringing those hands and they're being patient and they're snapping that punch off and they're punching up every single time. So that's what that first feels like. And now I got y'all tense, ready, hot and bothered with the NASCAR. You're going whatever, whatever, head spinning. Now we're going to slow it down. You know, now we're going to talk about stabbing the punch off. Now we're going to, you really sting them with, with punching up. We're now we're really going to get you relaxed and try to ingrain what we need done. Because after we get y'all hyped up, ready to go now we can talk about you know and mold and shape the little key points up right because as you know all the coaching really does has to come on monday tuesday thursday because once friday comes it's game time you know so that, that's what i've had a lot of success with, with down the line and they'll go down the line boom 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 then you can eventually go with they got a spinner where they'll have to come boom 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 purpose getting them to hold that baby you know what i'm saying keep them off that chest and stab that punch off and then after down the line, I have something I actually was going to make a video on today. I'm glad we had a chance to talk. was maintain, sustain. So maintain, sustain. And then the point of these, these are all EDDs, everyday drills. And so there's some some way, somehow I want you, I need you to get through. Not, not you, I'm saying that as a player, I need you to run through these. So maintain, sustain. So I'm locked in here. I'm locked in here. I'm on defense. As soon as that whistle blows, I'm here, here. And I'm running. And I'm running. And I'm running. And I'm trying to unlock my hips. I'm trying to unlock my hips. And I blow the whistle again. Then that other player refits. And he's running his feet and he's trying to unlock those hips. And it's just boom, 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 boom. Base breaks like two shifts passing in the night. You want to get them about three to four good reps in that. Make sure they're standing there, you know what I mean? And maintaining the vice that we need to have them in. And then uh, after that, go I call it your pods as we call them, you know, with the with the Spartans. Um and in that set, we'll have two linemen here and here going through that footwork, hat speed attitude, thunder in the fist, you know what I mean? Start them over if it doesn't work. And one thing that I've gotten to, too, instead of, you know, getting really popped off and angry and animated, is just, all right, let's get down, push-ups. The unit. You just have to, to set the tone for what you need to get done from it. Because when you think of it as offensive line, we're the unit of, um, excuse me, we're the engine of every team, right? You know, and if that oil's off, you know what I mean? If that, that belt's not tight, you know what I'm saying? So, and then there's so many different creative ways that we can do it, you know what I mean? Um, without being 
um, vindictive, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that you do a good job or whatever, because coaches that, you know, like you and I that seek and, you know, want to get better, obviously it means a lot to them, you know what I mean? And biggest thing, have them get a hat on a hat, hat on a hat. And if it's not exactly crystal clear and crispy as we want it, redo it, push-ups. And then another thing, too, that's easy, foam right here so they can actually physically see it, you know what I mean? And then beyond that, one thing that I've made a lot of good impressions, like working at a little core called a, a dongle, where you can plug it into the bottom of your iPhone or an iPad or whatever. You know what I mean? If you had like an iPhone even that was just turned off, plug into the TV and everything that was just on that iPhone and on that field is now on that screen. So, yeah, so I'll send that to you as well. So even a powerful tool, because again, like we said, we learn three ways, right? Auditorily visually and then by including you and making you teach it right that that we have to be very cognizant of you know to build that culture that we need to set with that group um and these are one of the most important in my opinion for the the lineman's development any any walkthrough any walkthrough i am a super super stickler about your palo and how you're finishing it because there's no game in the world that a player has ever gotten palo from a coach yelling at him or telling him about palo you know what I mean? But they've gotten that pad level from getting getting really uh, road hard on about is throughout practice and finishing with that pad level. So how I was in that comfort fit position, we want to be somewhat close to that. We want to make them overdo it. We want to make them over rehearse that pad level. Right. And that run through is that perfect, perfect time. Um, so that's the time. It's hell on wheels. You know, get to your landmark, finish with pad level. You know what I mean? Finish in a productive position. So perfect play run through. Let's see, that's 5, 10, 15, 20. We're almost all the way through Indy. And then at the end there, um, water them down real quick back in one minute. Get through all your gap scheme, you know what I mean, zone, yada, yada, yada. So there's all that. And so now, th theoretically, on the front side, on the front side, what are we saying to that right tackle and the right guard on that? challenge you just to think of a, a really simple way that just to get them comfortable with it right for example what a, a really you know silly one that i used with some pop warner kids last year was kick the door squash the bug kick the door squash the bug kick the door squash the bug so that means that i'm coming off that ball as fast as i can as hard as i can i gotta kick that door with the first one then squash the bug with the second one and it's a collision so we're talking about front side of, of gap gap so back to gap scheme so I'm that front side guard, kicking the door, squashing the bug. I wanna, I wanna take that first step right away, just in case you spike, and then I gotta take the second step to lift you up. And and so now, if I'm that right tackle, if I'm that right tackle, and we have to double team, what actual language are we gonna tell that right tackle to get in there and help out that right guard how he needs to? It's called a high leg at a 45. So go ahead, and stand up really quick again for me. Is to bang that hip to bang that hip of that defender because we don't want to hit them up where, where they can lift at, right? Mm -mm. We want to hit them where they bend. So any anytime, 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 anytime there's a gap scheme, the one thing I want to make sure that my right tackles understand is that if there's someone in your gap, bang the hip. Bang the hip to get them out of your gap. Bang the hip to get them out of your gap. And so now back to that right guard. Back to that right guard. I'm going... Kick the door, squash the bug, and I want to shoulder spear you, and I want to have my hand here to lift you, to lift you right, and then that right tackle is going to be high legging and that thing to knock that hip over. So that's what we're talking about gap scheme. I was talking about earlier um, a set tree. So 
A set tree is a circle of drills that we have them do. The first one is a one leg pass set. So everything in offensive line play, like we talked about earlier, is rooted in force through the ground. And how do we produce force through the ground? By driving through the upfield instep. So if I am a right tackle, first thing I'm going to have them do, balance on that left leg, drive, 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 hop, 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 drive back to your spot. And it's never about being fast. It's about being efficient, 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 efficient back to the spot. So hop, hop, hop. And then eventually the week two is hop, hop to drive, to set yourself into that posture, fall into that posture, then step down here or there. But then the second drill of our set tree is a drive start. And you can have them do this from a knee if you don't have a med ball, which most times they won't have a med ball around. So a knee is fine. It just takes a lot more uh, lower body strength for them. So theoretically, shoulders back, right knee on that ground, hit them with the clap, driving out of that thing, getting those shoulders back. The only movement we want to see on the drive start is driving through that left instep and catching on the back instep. So that's the second of the set tree. Then the third of the set tree is our, our tight set, 45 set. You're getting right out, getting on you right away. So have them do three of those and then go to the other side. And so that is a set tree, set tree. And what is the purpose of us having them do that? It's because, like we said, Pass Pro is such an uncommon thing, right? So uncommon. It's a form habit. Just got to get them doing it. And the way that I explain it to all my guys that I train now is think of Floyd Mayweather. How many times do you think Floyd Mayweather stoned that jab before he actually ever fought? You know what I mean? Or the, how many times he stoned it total before he's fought? You know, probably millions, you know. And granted, we're never going to be able to have that much time with them. But if we can take that mindset going into it, they'll be better players when they leave us. You know what I mean?